Hey, Chicago, what do you say? It's the CHGO Cubs postgame show podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app, use the promo code CHGO. If you're Chicago Cubs, we're recruiting Shohei Otani tonight. That is over. <laughs> All I can say is this game was Luke Stuckmeyer, Ryan Herrera, Cody Delmendo. Uh, for those of you on the East Coast, good morning. Uh, that was not worth staying up for. Uh, number two, three of the seven runs were earned. Number three, this team's not good. I've decided. Took me till June 6th. I mean, it seems not like a good team. It seems like like the, everything that I mean, Dan's response has obviously been really good, but it feels like a lot of what they brought in yeah. just hasn't panned out, right? Like, like I mean, Trey Mancini didn't play today. I wish you'd talk about the game, obviously, but like just as an overall, Mancini hasn't worked out yet. He hasn't kind of found what has made him really good as a hitter in the past. You know the veteran bullpen guys like Vollmer was good today which is kind of funny in a game where nothing else really really went right after the first few innings like Michael Fulmer was really good today um, but for the most part he hasn't really panned out as that veteran bullpen guy Brad Boxberger's still hurt um, you know Cody Bellinger had a great April had a you know the, the first couple of weeks of May were weren't as good and now he's been hurt since mid-May and I mean, I guess reports out of San Diego's he will, will have to go on a IL stint or not IL stint, sorry, rehab Extended, stint, yeah. rehab rehab assignment before he go or comes off the IL. Um, so we don't know how long that's going to be. Wisdom was um, great. He's not. Yeah, it's like everything after those first few weeks has just kind of gone downhill. And yeah, was it eight games? Eight games under five hundred now. Eight under five hundred. They're three ahead of where they were at the sixty game mark. Yeah. Same point last year. Yeah, I believe eight is the lowest they've this gone is, below 500 so far this season. So, yeah, this is as far as, like, low points. <laughs> like, this is it, <laughs> right? Like I'm watching Cody. His head's just nodding. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It's, yep. Um, Dude, I thought my birthday loss was was bad. <laughs> I mean, they blew a 6-1 to one lead in the eighth in an eighth inning of that game, and uh, they lost 7-6. Yeah. This – I wouldn't say that I feel as bad as that, but man, do I like it. This, this loss is right up there with it. I mean, you led yeah. four to nothing. Hayden Wisniewski was honestly deserved better. He was pretty good outside of giving up the homer to, to, to Otani. He was good. He deserved better than I, it wasn't his fault. They lost. Jed pushed. He, he, he pushed it down our throats that this team was built on pitching and defense. And you know what? Matt Mervis actually been pretty good defensively. The, you, see, you were saying that yesterday. Said I it said yesterday. it on pregame. <laughs> I said it on fucking pregame. <laughs> he has. He he has made some nice plays defensively. And but that air, you can't. You just can't have that. You not with not not with this roster. You can't. You can't do that. And I I'm not I'm not going to sit here and shut on Matt Mervis for the entire hour. But that air, it is the sole reason that they lost this game. This is the sole reason because they weren't able to come back from it. Because yeah. let's go let's go over the inning, right? Uh, leadoff double against Wesneski, fine. Then he walks a guy. I believe that's what happens. Was he that gets fourth it. inning? He hit a batter. Yes. That, that, that inning included the home run. Fifth inning. Right? Fifth inning. Fifth inning, okay. Included a home run. All, included I, all Gomes. I know. 
That's it. Yes. Letting the ball get past. So it wasn't just Mervis. Well, it was then Gomes. But let's backtrack so a, a little bit. A double. Double. A double. A hit by a hit pitch. Hit by pitch. Okay. He hit a guy with a pitch. Why all right. That was, but it was the first inning where he was really having any trouble. Because yes, after he got, after Otani hit the homer, he was fine. He got through the rest of the inning perfectly fine. All right. Hit by pitch. What happened after that? Line out. Okay. Uh, got, so then, yeah. He and had, then it was. Yeah. So he had one out. And then the next guy hit the ground ball to Mervis. Could have been two. And it could have been two. Should've and been at the very one. least, it should have been one. And right at him. And then right, a, right after that, okay, the, pa- the, the pass ball by, by Jan Gomes, sure, could have you, you, you allowed just one run that inning. It's four to two. But because Mervis didn't make the play, you know, things got worse. But either way, Wesneski still struck out Taylor Ward. And they would have been out of the inning if they at least get one out. And it's four to two at the worst, at the at, at worst. And what happens? It just turns into this like domino effect. Mm-hmm. And I don't blame David Ross for taking Wesneski out to not face Otani. Now, I I don't blame him for that because a he should have never been in the position to have to face Otani if Mervis just fields the ball. And b He's been he's been awful against lefties. We talked about a lot. All right, uh, I will say this. We talked about that. I will say actually. this. If if you want to sit here in the chat or anyone who wants to tweet at me and, and argue, David Ross is it being on David Ross there? Perhaps if you wanted to leave Wesneski in there because he you want to no. see if you want to just let me finish. I'm, I'm just if you want to see if he can get through it, you had a base open. You could have walked him and let him face Trout. That's. Would I have done that? No, but no. that's the only no. thing you could come up with. I don't think that's that a, might I, be I able to argue too. it. Why would you? Why would you walk Shohei Otani to load the bases for Mike Trout? I'm just no, saying. No, that's, that's just like a that's. I'm, I'm just. Saying. I'm not saying. I'm not even saying. Would that's you your rather argument. Brandon Hughes? Would you rather Brandon Hughes come in? Who? Yes. Yes, he's been good against lefties in the 22 in that play situation. That he has been. If you're saying Brandon Hughes lefty on against Otani as a lefty in that situation versus. Walking Shohei Otani, so Hayden Wozneski has to face Mike Trout. Bases loaded. Yes, I'm bringing in Brandon. Hughes. Okay, again, I'm with you. I, I'm not saying that that's your that that was your okay. argument. I'm saying that's a stupid if, argument. If somebody's thinking that they're wrong. Someone, they're wrong. Okay. They're wrong. Well, yeah. that again, that's the only thing that I could think of that that validates leaving Wozneski in the game. But that's what I'm saying. It doesn't. It doesn't it, validate it, it at all. Okay. In my opinion, that, anyway, this this is like what happened last year, and there was questions about it was a Cubs Cardinals game. And it was, should Stroman have walked Nolan Arenado with a base open to face Paul Goldschmidt? And, that, and, and the, as soon as I hear that, you know, the, the question, it's like, why would he do that? <laughs> why, would you, yeah. why would you walk an all-star to load the bases for another all-star? It's, right. the, same, it's the same difference here. You're walking Shohei Otani mm-hmm. to face Mike Trout, who is arguably one of the greatest players that ever played this right. game. Okay. Like, anyway. I, 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 not anyway, even arguably. You, like, anyway, back to what played. happened. You bring in Brandon Hughes. <laughs> Who, like we said on the couch, why, like we tweeted from our, the CSGO Cubs Twitter account, lefties have hit 136 against him in, the, in this year and have an OPS under 400. Lefties against Brandon Hughes. Yeah. So, yes, the overall stuff has not been great, but he has been able to get lefties out. It's Shohei Otani, so it's going to be tough anyway. He didn't show up. He walked a guy. And then because of the rule of having to leave a guy in there or having to leave him in there for three batters, he was forced to face Trout, yeah. and he was forced to face the guy after. Now, the, the only other, as far as arguments go, sorry, I'm going to cut you off at one time, is, is lighter. Victor said lighter. 
And I understand that in the sense that Leiter is also really good against lefties, and he's been a lot better against righties this year. Maybe you would have liked to have had him in there to face Trout instead of having Hughes face Trout. But at the same time, it's like you're up at that point in the game, and if you don't have Leiter for later in the game and you get another situation like that, then what do you do? Like People yeah. are have been talking about all season, like they have no high leverage, late inning kind of guys, and, and we've talked about how, yeah, like the, like the Cubs really don't, and so that's why like David Ross has had to kind of just deploy guys in random, you know, okay. spots. We saw this weekend like Albert Ozzy be kind of becoming that late inning high leverage guy. Mark Leiter Jr. even after that Rays game came back against the Padres and and um, did really well in those late inning high leverage. So if you use Leiter in that situation, yeah, I mean, maybe he gets out of it, but then you also probably don't have him for the for the for potential late inning high leverage situation with a guy like Otani. Like right. Otani's going to come back up again at some point in that right. game. And if he's if it's the same or similar situation, you then can, you have to go to Hughes there. You right? can argue that it wasn't the biggest moment of the game because it was the fifth inning, I think. And you led four to one. I, I think you can at least argue that there could there could be a bigger moment down the road. So to not use lighter there, fine. Is it? On Brandon Hughes for not doing his job, yes. But I'm not fully blaming him or even David Ross on this game because you could have been out of the inning with Hayden Wisniewski and you could have had a clean inning for Brandon Hughes the next inning if you chose to go to him to face Otani then. And maybe the results are different. Again, the bad defense is why they lost the game tonight, in my opinion. that That's just how I feel. And it... That frustrates me more than a bullpen guy giving up a two-run homer to a go-ahead two-run homer late in the game like Leiter did last week against the Rays. It, the bad defense bothers me more than anything like that because this team was supposed to be built on defense. Absolutely. That, that is what they shoved down our throats at CubsCon and all offseason, all this. I understand that, like, Matt Mervis is a rookie. He's got a lot of growing to do. He's got to be better in terms of the offense, everything. The defense, like I said 10 minutes ago already in the show, it has actually been been good. I'm not – so I'm not going to shit on him completely because it it was a bad play, though, and he's got, he's got to get at least an out there. He just has to. And mm-hmm. so that's what's frustrating me. I hope he learns from it. And so with that said, anyone who thinks that Eric Hosmer should still have been on this <laughs> roster, I just, just – just stop. Just stop. These are the growing pains of what Matt Mervis has to go through. It's what the part of being a young player is. It just is, and it's frustrating, and, it, and unfortunately, Matt Mervis is the reason they lost the game tonight. It, and it, it sucks because he is a big reason they even scored runs. He, yeah. sco- he had a two-run double to make it four to nothing. Like, it's just I'm just overall frustrated with how they lost the game because they did it to themselves. They did it to themselves, <clears throat> and... All I can do is sit here with my hands shrugging, like my hands up, and I'm just shrugging because it's like, I, I get it. It's it, it, mm-hmm. You could look at it as like one bad loss, but you look at this team last year. You look at the record of this team last year with that roster, and then you look at this team this year with this roster. It should not be this. It should not. I'm sorry. It just shouldn't. Fans deserve better, and we deserve to sit here and talk about a better team. I'm sorry. It's just the facts. It's, just, it's the facts. I have no algorithm or anything to prove those as actual facts, but 
<laughs> the team should be better than this, dude. It absolutely should be better than this. Right now, we said at the beginning of the year, the season predictions, we all said at least 80 games they would win at least. Ryan said 85. I said 88 because I'm a delusional dumbass, all right? Everyone else said at least 83, all right? Right now, that's looking real bleak, dude. And it's June 6th, like Luke said. Are you kidding me? We're going to start stock up, stock down tonight. It's June 6th. We barely made it two months into the season. All of the things we talked about in the preseason and early in the season when they were winning, most of them are out the window. Cody's hitting the nail on the head. Defense. God, this was the sloppiest baseball game you ever saw. First baseman, I'm not blaming him for, like you said, everything. The ball's literally hit to his chest. It's in his glove. Falls out. Not Your defensive-minded catcher lets the ball scoot through. Your center fielder probably could have caught a ball in center field. Patrick Wisdom hasn't been great at third base. Defense. Good, good defensive baseball team. This team might be worse than they were defensively last year. <laughs> Seriously, that's the start they're off to. <laughs> without, a, with Cody Bellinger out, say, that's man. the way that... Listen, they started this season without a first baseman. Yeah. Don't forget all those mishaps. Yeah. So defensively, this team's been a train wreck. Right. And, and, and I know then, if I go that far, but it's there. They are. It's not good. It's there are not specific good. moments good when, yeah. when three of the seven runs were earned. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that they're obviously going to have their flaws. Like, like you guys have said, Matt, Matt Mervis had the air. You know, Gomes probably he he may have been. It was a tough ball to block, but he may he should have been able to get his he'd glove say down. He he would have said that too. Um, you know, Talkman is a. That's like an in between. He's done a nice job. It, it is. It it was yeah, not nice but that, plays, but yeah, it was an in between. It was an in between. He snowball was going downhill tonight. Well, so I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Talk the talkman one is like, could he have dove? Let's put it this way. Well, the way the way I look at great it, great plays where you yeah, were like, they, no. Well, they made up for that. No, it definitely didn't. And no. And so that's the first thing we 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 leaned on defense. Oh, they're gonna be so good defensively. Great, Dansby and Nico are great up the middle. No question about it. The bullpen was the second one. Oh, I mean, they, they've imploded. Tony Andraki shows us Estrada, and that's a guy I keep saying put in there. He says since May 23rd, that he's retired he five of his 18 batters. Eight hits, three homers, five walks. Yeah. And Megan Montemaro had put something out about Estrada. What was it, 92.7%? Oh, man. Fastball since he got um, recalled. Uh, May 15th or whenever it was when, when he got recalled it was I think it was like 92.7% fastball or something and he um, you know threw a lot of fastballs again today I mean he just would he walk three guys and then got taken out was that, that how his inning went um, yeah I don't I think Estrada has like the fastball plays when everything when you know the, when he has the other stuff playing too um, and it just seems like he doesn't have complete confidence in the other stuff and as far as young guys coming up and helping this bullpen, it's just like that that Mets game when he came in and got, you know, he got out of that, that bases loaded jam against the Mets, which was huge for him. Since then, I just haven't seen enough that you really trust Jeremiah Estrada in high leverage situations. Um, you know, again, like Fulmer today was great and came in and cleaned up the mess that Estrada had left him with, you know, the jam that Estrada got into, came up and, and got him out of it. 
But like, yeah, Estrada just overall hasn't impressed the way you you wanted him to. Especially you know that rise he had last year. I think he started the season in high A mm-hmm. and debuted. Like he yeah. he did really well last year. Um, yeah, he just didn't, he just hasn't the the he ha- he hasn't gained the trust in his opportunities that he's gotten. Um, and it's just kind of to the point where it may be the next guy out. Like, whoever's next to get that shot, it's their time now. Because especially with the way the Cub, where the Cubs are at right now, eight games below 500, the bullpen's got to get figured out. And someone made the point that, like, with Hughes, if David Ross can't put Brandon Hughes in and get a lefty out, it is Shohei Otani, and I get that. Is probably the best left-handed hitter in baseball. But Brandon Hughes' job is to get lefties out. And if you can't do that, where does he fit on the on the team? Like that that was the point. And and I like Brandon Hughes and, and his I knee he, might still be bothering it, him. We it, don't know that, but if that's too. the case then And maybe too. And he get he him had, the treatment he was, and get him right. He was very impressive last season. He just hasn't looked right mm-hmm. this year. He's you know, two IL stints now. Um he just hasn't looked right th- this year. And yeah, as they said, I don't remember who had the comment, but if he's if his job is to go in and get lefties at the major league level, no matter who it is, he should be able to get the job done. And if he can't, if that's his only job and can't do it, then, you know, where's his place on the bull- in the bullpen? Bleacher Nation had a tweet that, like, resonated with my soul um, <laughs> an hour ago. He said, I'm assuming it's Brett Taylor who tweeted it. Um, he said, if you had told me in the spring that Keegan Thompson, Brandon Hughes, and Jeremiah Estrada would mm. be quite bad well into June – I would say, oh, hey, the bullpen is probably in serious trouble, eh? And then I would throw up. And, yeah, that resonates with me. Because, like, any, like maybe Estrada was one where you're like, I could see it because he's young and he hasn't really proved a lot. He's only, you know, he had a few nice appearances last year. But Keegan Thompson and Brandon Hughes were some of the best arms in the pen how about Assad last in the World too. Baseball Classic? You looked at Assad and you were like, "Yeah, complete he weapon." He hasn't pitched 97. like he did like he did in the World Baseball Classic. Wow. He's had his ups and downs this year. Yeah, I mean, the other one, the one that like really blows my mind is Keegan. Yeah, and you know he's I, I have and he hasn't gonna, done well in Iowa. Yeah, I was gonna say like I know there's been some blowups in Iowa, and that was a guy who was supposed to really be an anchor for this bullpen, yeah. regardless of you know I. That multi inning role, I don't know that they didn't really use him. They didn't really use him like that for the season, but he also wasn't great, regardless. Like no matter what role they had him in, um, but coming off twenty twenty two, like he was dominant in that role. Yeah, and I I think we all kind of, again we expected him to just kind of come back in and and do that and be the mayor of Chicago, like you know Cody likes to call him, and he just wasn't that this year. It's so, literally Alzali and Lighter are the only yeah. two guys you can count. And Merriweather. Merriweather's Mer- Merriweather, okay. Merriweather's got like since that first game. He's getting, he's, yeah. Well, he you know it was that first yeah. game. Then it was a lot of low leverage, and like now he's starting to get more and more high lever or higher leverage stuff. And I think he's been pretty good. So I think like that circle of trust right now is like Merriweather, Alzali, Lighter, and, and maybe I'm missing a, a fourth guy. I don't know for sure, but like those yeah. three seem to be the guys that Ross has started to depend on more and more and more lately just because they've gotten the job done. Not every time, but better than some of these other guys have gotten it in that bullpen. Yeah. And so, like, I think if you want to – you want to if we want to criticize Jed for, like, how this bullpen's been made, like, I, it's fair. 
I mean, Fulmer outside of tonight and maybe a few of his last couple of appearances. Honestly, it was more than just tonight. The last two, three appearances that he's had, honestly, haven't been – they've been pretty good. I've actually – but they've been using him in, like, lower leverage situations, like when they're not leading in the game whenever he, they bring him in. And so whatever. But overall, he hasn't, he hasn't been enough. Like, yeah, like he was, he was their big bullpen signing, right, as far as the – as far as free agents, and, you know, Merriweather's been fine, so that one's been okay. Um, you know, Boxberger up and down, but now on the IL, you know, you can't blame Jed on injuries, but also, like, I don't know. Like, we, there were people who were probably uh, questioning the bullpen coming in the year. The only reason that I wasn't, because I was high on Keegan Thompson. I was high on Brandon Hughes. I was high on, you know, some of the guys they have in Iowa that we haven't seen yet. Jeremiah Estrada like and they they haven't worked out and like I don't I, I don't I don't know who to blame other than Jed for not having more insurance I guess and if and if you didn't if you if you didn't have if you weren't going to go get that insurance then maybe they should have they should have uh, given some of these guys in Iowa a, a, a chance a little bit earlier I don't I don't know I don't I don't have the answers all I know is is that the bullpen issues are all on Jed because they could have they could have done more. They they could have brought Andrew Chafin back. They could have you know signed just signed a, a higher leverage, more proven arm. I wasn't all I wasn't all for bringing Kimbrel back because he's just like on the back end and has been struggling anyway. But you know the Phillies are using him in high leverage right now, and at least he has closing experience. At least he could have been someone in the pen that you know shows that can help some of these young guys. I don't know. I, again, I don't have the answers. All I'm saying is is I think there if there's anything to blame Jed on for sure for this year, it has been the bullpen. But again, I'm not blaming the bullpen on the on the game tonight. I'm blaming the deep the bad defense. That so, but yeah, you know, Estrada was definitely not great and he's probably heading back to Iowa and he's got to they got to they got to figure it out with him. Listen, I know it could be you want to go glass full? Sure. Could it be worse? Yeah, they could have signed Rodon to that deal and made this season even more frustrating. They could have signed DeGrom to that deal, and it would be more frustrating. They could have signed Ben Attendee to that deal, and this season would be more frustrating. Right? Like, yeah. there's, plenty of, there's plenty of bad moves out in baseball. The problem is we're sitting here, and it's like Bill Murray in Groundhog Day. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, it's like... I got you, babe, all over again. And the guy steps in the puddle, and we go through it again, and there's a bad game, and we get Sandy, sucked back man. in, and it's like they're not good enough, and they're going to trade. <sighs> they're eight games under. I just – I don't know, man. I, I saw the good this season, but that's starting to look like the outlier, and I just don't see how they shake out of this. Eight games under in the worst division in baseball. My biggest thing is that they just – their record is so similar as last year. At this point, you look at their record at this uh, on this date last year compared to this year on this date, and it's it's eerily similar. And do you expect the second half to be as good as it was last year? They were good in the second half right. last year. Was it thirty nine and thirty one? Thirty nine and thirty one last year. You think year. they're going to be they... that? I know Niren usually says, "Oh, wait for the good second half." <laughs> I don't. <laughs> not, when the games don't count the, because it's over. Not with how the schedule's made now. But, and the, but it's sh- over at that point. Yeah. And and the thing too is that yeah, this division sucks, but before the Pirates lost tonight, they had won six in a row. The Brewers won tonight. 
So I think that moves them back in first. So that just moves the Cubs back even further. They're probably seven games back now. And the Reds, they just called up their top prospect, and we just got swept by them. Six and a half. Thank you, Brian. Uh, The Reds just called up their top prospect, had a huge 8-3 to comeback against the Dodgers. They've been playing well. They just swept us a week and a half ago. Like, I'm not – I still think the the Cubs and even the Cardinals, as bad as they are – I think they're going to be hanging around all year because I just don't see any team running away. But, like, right now, you're there's six and a half games back. Like, it's not like they're, you know, like for the whole entire month of May, they were like four and a half, five, four and a half, five, maybe sometimes get up to three and a half if they won two in a row or something like that and all the other teams lost. Like, the Cubs had their chances to actually take hold of the division, and they didn't do it after the great month of April, and they just haven't been able to – gather enough consecutive wins to even gain any ground on mm-hmm. anyone. Well, and even when they do, they, like, then drop a couple more and, and yeah. kind of get back into where they were just at. Right? Yeah, they'll win two in a row, then lose two in a row. You know, like, it's it's just – it's agonizingly frustrating, man. Like, it – because, again, you look at this roster and compare it to last year's roster, and it's like, what the hell's going on? Because they – the record – like, I, their record should be better than this. They – it – it's unacceptable. It's just unacceptable for the a team is like the this. way they're playing, though. That's yeah. the way they're playing. And by the way, the Chris Bryant deal would be another one that you don't want sitting. Like, yeah. for, there's those, there's like four or five guys that we've all said, "Well, oh, I wouldn't mind him on it." Be glad they're not yeah. on the books. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, here's a here's a quote just for this little part that we're at from Jed Hoyer out in Anaheim talking to reporters earlier pre-game. today, pregame. Um, Talking to reporters, so this is from Maddie Lee of the Chicago Sun-Times, uh, just kind of talking about where they have to kind of go, uh, kind of all regarding the, the trade deadline, but kind of kind of how uh, timely hot, hot streak, you know, they're a tiny hot streak away from making up significant ground. Um, and this was Jed Hoyer's quote, it's going to be hard to two, it's going to be hard to two out of three our way to a really good place. We're going to have to at some point win a bunch of games in a row, and I think we have the pitching to do that. We've had consistent starts, which is which is usually the thing that leads to winning streaks. We just have to do it. I agree with the starting pitching part. Like, yeah. Wisniewski wasn't terrible today, obviously. Like, he had a few good innings, ran into some trouble there, as you mentioned, like an error. Should have been five an, innings. Yeah, an error, an error would have gotten him, or, um, you know, a Mervis potentially could have gotten him out of there with a double play, or even one out would have gotten him out of there. But what bullpen are you giving it to? But we'll go, we'll go last is what I'm, I'm – the, the starting pitching has been overall really good. I think coming into today was like eighth in, in F4. So obviously a top 10 rotation. Yeah. But he's all, I mean, yeah, he's right. Like they can't just keep they, going two out of three. You're, if you're going two out of three in a series, you're gaining one game. You're going one game over 500 or getting one game closer to 500 um, at the, by the end of that series. So they, they have to go on some kind of winning streak. And as you mentioned, like, Man, like I, I don't see where that comes from because of I don't the, see that. the even with Bellinger back and healthy, I don't see that. The, the lineup is just it's inconsistent because they, they'll have a game like they did on Sunday with three home runs, and I mean they still only I mean, I'm not gonna say only scored seven runs, but they didn't have this crazy blowout like they scored seven runs, had a comfortable win, and it took three home runs to do it. They don't have that consistently, and I don't I don't know I don't know how they turn that back on it. Like you mentioned, even with Bellinger, like. When he does come back, he's going to need a, a rehab assignment. And now we're sitting here like, 
how much does Bellinger change around the lineup? I, I know he has the he the, helps defensively, the power he potential, helps the lineup, both things. But, but it's not he's it's not still, Superman. Well, that's what I'm saying yeah. it's still flawed. Yeah. Even when he comes back, like like Talkman hasn't even been bad. Like he doesn't have the slug, obviously, but he's been his on base percentage is really really high. He's been he's he's been a solid piece in place of Bellinger in center field. So now I said is like Bellinger might add some more power. But how much does he really change around the luck, or you know, yeah, just the for, the good fortune of this team? Like, it, yeah. it's hard to see. It's hard to see if adding him leads to any winning streaks, right? Like, the starting pitching can can only carry them so far, and like Stroman can only go nine inning complete game, one hit shutout so many times, and like that, the rest of the the other aspects of the game have to start, you know, kind of meeting the starting pitching halfway, which. This doesn't happen consistently enough. You know how low it is. It's not just eight games under. The director of morale, Dom Frederick, even tweeted out a succession meme tonight. I love you people, but you're not serious people. Mm-hmm. Right? Referring him, that to the Cubs. Him watching the Cubs game, and it was from succession. It was like that, that kind of summed it up. Now, what you could be serious about is Goose Island Beer Company. Mm-hmm. Now, that's something True. to be serious about. Oh, yeah, right. The official beer of CHGO, Chicago's beer since 1988. Their beer roster, the Goose IPA, the Tropical Beer Hug, 312 Wheat Ale. What do you got? 312? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cody likes to chug the full pocket Pilsner after a rare Cubs win. Uh, Grab ultra-fresh brewery-exclusive beers at Goose Island's original brew house on Clybourne Avenue in Lincoln Park or from their tap room on Fulton Street in Westtown, Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's Beer. Oh, uh, to spin zone the entire game, the hit parlay hit tonight, guys. And hey, I, I had it hit on parlay? Dra- DraftKings. Uh, Swanson, Suzuki, and Gomes. Gomes. What odds? Plus 204. Not bad. Plus money. That's a, it's a nice can't little complain about, You can't complain about plus money, all right? Uh, hit it out of the park this baseball season with DraftKings Sportsbook. New customers can place a $5 bet and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, all customers can take a shot at bigger payouts with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and sign up with code CHGO. New customers can bet just $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. That's code CHGO only on DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Massachusetts. Call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text hope ny Four six seven three six nine in Kansas. Call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. Twenty one plus in eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Wow. Okay. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state specific re- responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after in- ish- after their. In- I can't say the word issuance. Opt in and 10 plus leg requires for a hundred percent boost eligibility ra- wagering and dis- deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash baseball terms. Wow. It was it was they had I had you guys in the first half. I had you in the first <laughs> you half. You had us said hello. That like honestly, we should like someone we should we should record that and then we play it at the um, every every <laughs> show. Like I that is that is a lot. Why do we only have 18 likes in the chat? Like we got, we got ninety-two people right now watching, only eighteen likes. It's like blaming the weather guy. I, don't know, I think we should. We're just, so we're just the, the messengers, chat. man. Maybe it's because 
Well, someone in the chat said something negative about me, so like maybe they're just mad at me. I don't know. <laughs> no, you wore the shorts trying to break it. You got the yeah. sick J's on. Yeah. Look at hey, you. You broke, broke out the originals. Yeah, I don't know, man. This team stinks. Uh, I don't know. I got a question. Well, by the way, I think it was Becky asked about Boxberger. I haven't heard an update on Boxberger. Hoyer, Jed Hoyer, gave an update on Cody Hoyer saying more time in Iowa. Tommy John rehab takes longer for certain people. He's struggling with command right now. The, the, the speed of the pitches is there. The velocity is there, but. They want to see him gain that. So yeah, there when there was uh, talking to David Ross during the last homestand about Hoyer, um, I think he had kind of mentioned that he just didn't kind of like feel right, and he wanted to feel like totally like himself, Cody Hoyer, uh, before they brought him back up. So it wasn't like a let's rush him back up. We like, of course, I think they'd want his arm in the bullpen, but it was kind of like we don't want to bring him up until he feels he's right. It was kind of one of those things. So I right. think as far as like command goes, and that's something that I think Jed Hoyer had said, um, that that's kind of the, the hang-up with Hoyer uh, in his rehab assignment. He got the extension uh, for his rehab assignment because of the Tommy John surgery. Um, so we'll see. It could be soon. You know, as, as soon as he has a couple outings where he starts to feel more like himself, that may be where the sign of that he's ready to come back up. Um, but yeah, there's, um, that's a, uh, kind of have to see where that goes from there. Um, as far as other injuries, Brad Boxberger, uh, so he's play, he was playing catch on May 28th. Um, he's built up to long toss for the first time on June 2nd, and he's supposed to have a bullpen session scheduled to have a bullpen session, uh, June 7th in Anaheim. Um, so there's a little bit of an update. On Brad Boxberger and Bellinger, yeah, we we talked about it, but that Jed Hoyer had told reporters out in Anaheim that um, he's probably going to need a rehab assignment before he's ready to come off the IL. Did which, Brendan Davis come out of the game today in Iowa or not? I'd seen I that. Somebody Tommy Burks that. tweeted, I thought. That. I'd seen that. I saw uh, somebody mention it. I mean, he's really been struggling in Iowa. That's we'll uh, One other thing I would say is I know the chat and, and a lot of Cubs Twitter said, they refuse to play young players. It's not just some of the veteran guys are struggling. Like, what young players have, other than Morrell's stretch of home runs, which has ended, mm-hmm. what, which young players have come up and lit the world on fire? It hasn't happened no, yet. No, it hasn't. And that's what I was, I was, as we were talking about that pregame or yesterday, that, once you start pulling all those levers and it doesn't like nothing really changes. Yeah, Mervis then, and Morrell. Then you start getting to a point where you're like, yeah. now what, right? Well, Mervis and Morrell reminded me of when the Blackhawks used to go Kane and Taves on the same line in the Stanley Cup days. Was they called it like their nuclear option. Everything's not going well in the playoffs. They put their two best players together. That felt like what Jed was doing. It was like, all right, we'll pull the Mervis lever. Just a few days later, it was we'll Morrell, pull the Morrell right? lever. But I don't know where else they can go. Yeah, Ben Brown, I've, I've heard people say, but I would say starting pitching Gary. still hasn't been the reason this team yeah, hasn't yeah. been playing its best. Now, maybe it hasn't been as good as it could be, but it's the fact that they're not hitting, they're not playing good defense, 
and the bullpen's been bad. It's 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 a three headed monster. I don't even okay. And so this is what I was saying earlier. Like, I don't know that the, the defense hasn't been bad. It's been it's just eh. but it's just it's been more like good versus great. And when you're building a run prevention type team, like the defense kind of needs to be great. Like you kind of need to have one of the best defenses in baseball when your team is built on pitching, especially a lot of starting pitchers that get a lot of soft contact, ground balls, that kind of stuff. Like you need really, really good defense. And I think I think the defense has been fine. It just hasn't been great. It doesn't feel to me like one of the top defenses in baseball, which is kind of what they need to be successful. And so then you see it when they make some of the mistakes they made today. Matt Mervis not, you know, fielding that ball cleanly. A ball getting past Jan Gomes. I think they counted as a wild pitch, but it could have been a pass ball. I don't really know how they, um, you know, decide that. But uh, Mike mm-hmm. Talkman uh, it wasn't an error, obviously, but, like, could he have caught that ball? It may have. He may have, but a dive also might have let that ball roll all the way to the wall and clear the bases. So, I don't know. Like, I don't – the defense hasn't been bad, in my opinion, but – it just hasn't been as good as it needs to be to kind of just make up for a lot of different mm-hmm. things, I think. Well, and you it's, know, when we talk about the defense. And it's not even just errors. It's like outfield jumps. I think we've talked about that. Yeah. Some, some of the things they do in the outfield, like it's just not been you know, when we reliable talk, When we talk that, about that the defense, though, it's like, you know, when we talk about Morrell, it's like just pick a spot for him to play. Like clearly he can't play left or right field. He's, mm-hmm. he's looked more comfortable in center. You know, we talked last night about, you know, oh, they're giving them reps at first base, like pregame, like, you know, taking ground balls over there. Because like, they don't have an answer at first or third. Right. And, like, and, but, and he's been doing that at third, too, but he hasn't got the opportunity to actually do it. You've, we've only really seen him play the outfield in DH. And, like, I think that that changes once Cody Bellinger comes back. But, again, like, I do think for a young guy like Morrell, like playing him at one or two positions at the very – least and that second position being dh like i think that could help him with his offense but but and then the fact that honestly like i know mervis has struggled but there have been games where they face righties and they haven't put mervis in the lineup and it's like what are we doing like as as much as i've i've i want this team to win and and all of that like at the same time, I do want to see the yeah. young guys just get every opportunity that you possibly can in a season like this where, yeah, like, sure, I I, I wish I, – I've tried to wish 88 wins on this team this year, but I also know that this year they it, everything would have to go right for them to, to, make a, to, to make the playoffs. And so there have been times where when you talk about the defense, at least, it just feels like some of these guys are out of position or yeah. they're, not, they're, they're not in a position to succeed – and you know you you taught there morell specifically is the one is 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 one that i'm thinking about the most but you know like i i feel like when we we're talking about the defense there've just been some bad defense from guys you're not expecting too like wisdom last night he had a nice play tonight i'll give him that like but he's had other games too and it's like we've seen him be pretty good defensively for a long stretch of games before and he just hasn't He's been inconsistent. Mm-hmm. I know the offense hasn't been great for him since April ended, but like he's got to he's got to be better defensively at third. Swanson and Horner and Bellinger are the are the two guys, and then you know behind the plate, it's been pretty good too defensively. So up the middle and at home plate has been pretty good, and Saya and Hap and right and left have been fine, but after that, it's been real questionable for anyone else really. Yeah, I 
And I'm talking. I'm talking. Yeah. When I say that, I'm talking about defensively. But yeah, so like the guys who made the airs tonight, you know, Mervis, young guy, you're, 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 he's not getting consistent playing time. Well, and then that's where I wanted to come back to is the the young guy part of it. And I mm-hmm. and I agree in a sense that like not having Mervis in the lineup for days at a time, or you know, the morale situation is tough. I also look at it as is this team going to try to win or not? Like, yeah. because they are eight games under 500 now. I can live with the Mervis mistake if you've decided this team's not going to do that, anything. Well, that's what I'm saying. If, if, as we've talked about multiple times, the fine line between developing these guys the right way and just going out and putting maybe what, what the lineup that might bring, you know, give you the biggest chance for success mm-hmm. that night, that line is not easy, and the Cubs aren't really doing it successfully right now, but it seems like they've been trying to do that. Now, if you if you want to win games, it may be better. You may be better off playing Trey Mancini against a lefty instead of putting Matt Mervis in there because we've seen he's you know he struggled that in that yeah. sense, right? Um, except it, for one at bat tonight. Except for one at bat tonight, like it, it just hasn't been there mm-hmm. for him. Um, and morale is like you know if he's struggling and and not doing well defensively, like you can't. If you want to win a game, you may not you may not be able to afford forcing him to a position defensively you know mm-hmm. and so if, if you do want to start doing that then i don't want to say you're punting on the season but then you're kind of in a mode where you're like okay like the development's a little more important now i like seeing right what these guys do at the big league level day in day out might become a little more important now and then you're kind of looking at it, okay this season isn't going to be about just completely winning but then anymore, you play morale right? at third base and you just leave them there well, that, but that's what I'm right? saying. It's like, yeah. it's like if, you, if you start to go in that direction, then you probably are at a point in the season where it's they're not trying to you – know, I mean, not that they don't want to win every single game, but it's right. like developing these guys now has become the more important part of the of the season at that I, point. And and that's maybe where you start bringing up more guys. Maybe, you know, Gary, who's not in the chat today, gets his Jake Slaughter, Slaughter wish, right? Yeah. Like, you get to that point in the season – I'm still not bringing up Brennan Davis because if he's really struggling at Iowa, you can yeah, only imagine right. what's going to happen when he gets so, majors. Look I at agree. Mervis, how great Mervis was. Yeah. And, you know, he's finding his yeah. way. So if you're fine with that being the, the point of the season, like, okay, like now it's just time to develop a lot of these guys, just let them play every day and see what they could do. I'm not going to say, not, I'm not going to say, you know, don't feel that way. But then you also got to realize, like, then they're probably not going to be winning as many games as you'd like them to win. Right. Steven says a lot of guys on this team will probably be playing in Korea or Japan within the next two years. Talent is thin. I disagree. I absolutely disagree with that. And that's why I'm so angry about the record this team has compared, I mean, when you compare it to last year. You got, you, got, you got, what, two, three all-stars. Bellinger's out, whatever. But you got Ian Happ. You got Dansby Swanson. Nico Horner's going to be an all-star at, at some point. You know, you got... Say Suzuki, who has been he's been pretty good, and like you have those guys, and then your 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 bench and some of your young guys who are still developing. There's despite how bad this is, like right now, anyone who wants to give up on Matt Mervis or Christopher Morrell, like I just like like I don't know what to tell you, bro. Like, you know what I mean? And Talkman, he's a journeyman. He's he's shown to have you know success in the past, and he's been fine. Like honestly, the the more Talkman plays, it makes me wonder why the hell they didn't give him the shot to play the outfield for those two weeks that Suzuki was on the on the injured list. You know what I mean? 
and that that's a front office thing right mm-hmm. there, you know? And that that's a that's a valid criticism, I think. You know, they sure, yeah, like other guys like Master Boney's really struggled and you know we've seen we talked about Estrada, but there's also high upside with Estrada too. The dude throws upper nineties fastball and he's just gotta be better and he's gotta use his other pitches too because he's use it throwing his fastball like 93% gotta of his pitches. develop a second pitch. Yeah, he's got – like, there's there's more development to be done. So, as bad as things are, like, I, I, I think that's a, a bit of an overreaction. But, yeah, man, like, they – I think that that what I'm saying is also another reminder that, like, anyone who thought that some of these young guys were going to, like, save the team or whatever, like, that's just delusional ideology, man. Like, and – but at the same time – I will argue that they should have been up earlier to where a point where they weren't being looked at as that type of person from the fan base. No. I will argue that uh. for the rest of the year, if it gets to this team blows it up and everything, like I still, I will, I will still sit here and argue that. Well, that's on the that's on mm. the people that thought that way. I don't think that's on the Cubs for. I don't think the Cubs forced any fans to think these guys are going to be savers. I think that's on. The people that looked at it that way, in my well, opinion. Well, I'm just saying that they the Cubs called Morell and Mervis up at a time where, like, honestly, it was like last resort. Like, they they put a ton of pressure on them to come up and just. But be, people wanted be them great. up when they were still five games over 500. People were knocking on the door for. That's like, a perfect time, honestly. They were playing well. I disagree. And you're not putting a ton of pressure on them to perform right away. I do, I'm just going to. Mervis and Morell will not save this season. We've learned that. They have, they no, have so far I, I, have not. It doesn't mean they're not going to be good players. It just means they're not going to save this particular season. Uh, what could save me would be a DraftKings pick of the week from Cody that would set me up with some cash in my pocket. That would make me feel better. Mm. NBA? You think an NBA? Yeah, I'm take the NBA game tomorrow. tomorrow. Uh, the line is two and a half between the Heat and Denver. And Team Ryan. that wins game three when it's 1-1. 80% of the time wins the championship. Yeah. I'm going to take Denver. Game. They're two-and-a-half-point favorites on the road. They're the better team. I know the Heat have been beating teams that are better than them. But I don't know. I think this Denver team's different. So, three points. Give me give me the, the nuggets on the spread tomorrow. Ooh, that's a hot pick. Almost as hot as the ComEd Energy Efficiency Program, <laughs> committed to helping families and businesses and the communities they serve, helping manage energy usage and lower energy bills now and into the future. Yeah, Comet offers a wide variety of incentives on lighting and other efficiency upgrades to commercial, industrial, and public sector customers of all sizes across the territory. Comet also offers free facility assessments that can help find energy-saving opportunities like for HVAC systems, commercial kitchen equipment, or industrial processes. Oh, yeah? How's that work? Well, Luke, let me tell you how it works. Uh, An authorized engineer will work with you to develop a detailed assessment plan specific to your goals and needs. These can be done in person or virtually and last approximately two hours. Within three to four weeks, customers will will receive a report detailing energy efficiency projects that they can start working on immediately. Each recommendation will include estimated energy savings, cost savings, project cost, potential incentives, and simple payback. If you own a business, don't wait. Get started saving money and energy today for energy saving tips, lighting incentives, or to schedule your free facility assessment. Go to comed.com slash 
Powering Biz. Wait, did you say comed.com slash powering biz? You're absolutely right, Luke. That is what I said. Comed.com slash powering biz. Schedule it today. It was weird listening to Luke do the part that I'm always doing. Was, yeah. And it was also just, it was actually refreshing sitting here listening to you guys do it. Not flipped me. it. We flipped it. Yeah, we flipped it. Uh, you know what you guys want to do? It was a little, little cloudy today, but we've had a great stretch of sunshine here. Take on the sun with gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered. For the warm weather that's ahead, premium polarized shades at an affordable price. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers world-class products that are just as good as any expensive pair I've ever worn. Durable frames, extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures, and that's not all. Shady Rays offers an insane, the most insane protection program in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us, they'll just send you a brand new one. No questions asked. Wear the Shady Rays with confidence because you have, they have your back long after you purchase them. Together with their customers, Shady Rays providing a much-needed support to nonprofit partners across the U.S. through Shady Rays Impact, from building play sets for pediatric cancer patients to providing young adults with MS the outdoor adventure of a lifetime. Shady Rays is making an impact in your community and others like it now for years to come. If you don't love your Shady Rays, exchange for a new pair or return it for free within 30 days. That's no risk when you shop. Their team has your back. And exclusive to our listeners, Shady Rays, giving out their best deal this season. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use the code CHGO. You ready for that? CHGO, 50% off. Two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by more than 250,000 people. I just, I got a new pair on the way. Same. Yeah, same. We, we all, all do. Did. Yeah, we all do. I can't share why, but we, we all do. Well, I'm not going to tell you which pair I got until mm-hmm. I display them. Maverick style. Yeah. Maverick style. Boom. These are a little more edgy than the other pair. My other pair is for fishing. This pair's more vibes and just... You know, they look great. Yeah. I um, walk down the street, people are going to be like, that guy. That guy. Yeah. Uh, okay, I know we the show's almost over, but I just want to rehash real quick. Not, uh, not going to try and go on a tangent here, but before we went to the ad break hmm. about, you know, calling up Mervis and Morrell earlier or whatever. Mm-hmm. I just want to say that, like, I don't think that – if they would have called them up earlier, the season would be different than it is right now, like drastically different. My whole point is that I think that if they had called them up earlier when the Cubs were in a were in a position where they weren't in that bad stretch in May, that there isn't a ton of pressure on them to have to perform the way that they were performing in Iowa. And that's that's my whole thing. I I understand that you can argue against that in some aspect, but Eric Hosmer was costing them games. There were multiple games Eric Hosmer cost them. There were multiple games that you know some other guys had cost them. And weren't in you know the the hot streak that Nico and and Swanson and 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 Ian Happ, who has honestly not been very good at least with runners in scoring position for weeks. You know, they they started to drop, and, you know, the Cubs, they could have used them in those situations. And who knows if anything happens, it changes. I, I well, That's what I'm saying is much. you don't know. So to say that they should have brought him up earlier is my point is that you see what's going on now. Like, Morrell had his great hot streak, but if you had brought him up two, if you had started him up in the season, they were still, I mean, they would have been maybe a couple games better. They were They were five games above 500 at one point. 
before they went on this big losing streak, they were five games above 500. What would so his first 12 games would have happened, and they may have won. They may have been like what seven games over 500 at that point. Mervis Mervis has not been great like right. at any stretch. And someone said in here, you bring him up earlier, he could start making more adjustments. What does two weeks do? He's probably still in the same spot as far as making adjustments than he is right now. It's two weeks. All right. well, That's what I'm they, saying is you obviously don't know, and you can argue it. You can argue that it, 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 they may have got them a couple more wins. Well, guess what? They're five games under 500 right now instead of eight. It's like, better than eight, I'll say that. <laughs> sure, yeah, by three <laughs> games. But they're still, in a, they're still in a spot where you're looking at a June that means so much, and they're not – Great, like yeah, I, I hear I, you. I'm just I'm at I don't think bringing those guys up two weeks earlier than they did would change the fortune of where the Cubs are at now. I don't know that it makes them have played any better, and yeah, I I think back to when they could have they could have called up Mervis before the National Series. You know, the Nationals not a very good team. They called him up to play the Marlins with a great pitching staff. You know. Mervis had the great opening day as far as getting the game or the insurance run, whatever. I, I just think about just not even like two weeks. I'm just I'm just bring him up against a team that maybe he would match up better against. And like I just feel like they didn't do that with those two. Again, it, those two aren't the reason that they're they're the, the the time of when they called them up isn't the reason they're at where they are now. But I just I don't know. It, with how the front office has handled like using certain guys calling giving certain guys certain chances before other guys it's like it does make you start to question i think mike talkman is a great example of that you know what i mean so i don't know that i know what you mean well again like i said before the ad break you know if they had used talkman in right field uh to start the year maybe the outfield defense and we wouldn't have been complaining about the outfield defense in right field for two weeks before say Suzuki came back because that was what the chat was almost every night in here because there was some kind of misplay in right field you know what I mean so they used Miles Mastroboni a guy who plays mainly infield uh and someone else I I don't I can't even remember who it was but it like it wasn't good man like and so like again that was only two weeks but still they there were some plays that happened that cost them some games like Again, they're playing the margins. They're, they're, everything has to go right for this team to, to be good, right? But there's just been, like, I just think that's a prime example of, like, it, of a roster decision that makes you question mm-hmm. the front office a little bit. And so that's why that thought has led me back to the Mervis and Morell thing and some other things. And I know we can talk about this more tomorrow, whatever, but I just think that there's – there's a lot of there's a lot of questioning to the front office more more so than just the free agent signings and stuff. Which is Today a, which is, is already argument. tomorrow. Yeah. Because it's fair. after 12:30. So the last point I would like to make is that at past 12:30 in the morning we've got like what do we have 99 people watching? 93 people watching. After blowing a 4 nothing lead yeah. and seven unanswered runs and dropping eight games under 500, the only winner tonight is the chat. Chat came through for us. Chat came through. So thanks to everybody for the therapy session. We appreciate it. Um, Real quick, who you got? Did I steal it or not? Uh, It was. Well, it was. We were saying it was Saya because he was one for four with a walk, but Nico got his second hit. In the ninth inning. In the ninth inning. (laughs) 
And he also made that nice play at second base. He did have mm. a nice play at second base. Amaya got I'm sort of thinking the two Amaya got fives. walked and hit by a pitch. <laughs> it would have it been Mervis if he didn't have the air. I, I Big of me. Amaya to took me one for, for this, the team. I, I, I think said I, I may have I stolen him. it from Corey, and I didn't even realize it until I looked at the box score. I'm like, oh, yeah, he had the hit in the ninth. Amaya mm. took one for the team. And that almost still left him with a chance to yeah. trying to get this team tie back the game in the with game. a home run. Hit by a pitch, trying to get him back in the game. So, sorry, Corey. You're in California. I take the win. Uh, thanks for checking out the CHGO Cubs postgame show podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated sportsbook. sportsbook. Download the app. Use the promo code CHGO. When you sign up, we will be back with a postgame show again tomorrow night after the game. Let's hope for a better outcome. Until then, fly the W, and we'll see you then.